BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us, Steve Post, in our Concord, North Carolina studios. Joining us from our Mifflintown, Pennsylvania studios, Lethal Chassis Studios, that is. Ashley Strummy joins us. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Hey, Steve. We are doing well here in Pennsylvania. Um, some big news, obviously, rolling from Port Royal with the Test Grower 50 <laughs> rolling into the World of Outlaws weekend. So that's huge for us coming up. But uh, we had a win ourselves this weekend and uh, made the trip to Clayton County Speedway. Haven't been there in 15 plus years. And we picked up the W there. So it was a good weekend. You know, Clinton County is one of those fascinating racetracks. Pennsylvania is so rich in racetracks. Central Pennsylvania is so rich. And yet here we are, Clinton County up in Lock Haven. They just keep plugging away. They've got a robust 305 program that they run. Uh, I think 360s, 358s have been there. They had some 410 races. How are things at Clinton County? Honestly, Steve, I was extremely impressed. I haven't been there in 15, 16 years, and a lot has changed. The fair board has now taken over ownership. They're no longer leasing it. They've hired a promoter. So I think things are on the uprise. They have put in new catch fence, which is incredible, uh, new lighting. So their pits are expanded. They, they're definitely a diamond a diamond in the rough, um, and they're shining up really, really nice. So I'm excited. A good friend of ours, Jason McCachron, is the promoter there now, and uh, he's got he's got things going in the right direction. Boy, that is exciting. I love to see racetracks pointed in a good direction. We've uh, we've got some across the country that are struggling, and it's good to see up there in Lock Haven that Clinton County is uh, is rolling along. That is for sure. Speaking of rolling along, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, their season is rolling along. They're just down to a couple races. You mentioned that Tuscarora 50. They raced this Saturday night at Eldora. But this past weekend, it was the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic at Fremont. And, and I always, we always have these races named after people. And there's a lot of times where it's like, who are these people? Okay? And so I, I, and there's times it's difficult to find out who these people are. Everyone knows, except for me, and probably a lot of our viewers. Jim and Joanne Ford in the late 90s, Fremont Speedway on the Sandusky County Fairgrounds in Ohio was not racing. It started in 1951, but it shut down. Jim and Joanne Ford worked with the fair board to open the track back up in 2000, and they have been rolling since. So it is great that there is a race called the Jim and uh, Joanne Ford Classic because they're the ones that got Fremont back up and running in 2000. So we're happy that they got it back up and running. And Ashley, guy from over New Jersey, Kyle Reinhardt, has to be happy they got it back and running as well. No doubt. He is $6,000 richer Friday night after picking up the prelim win with a final corner pass, uh, his second career All-Star win. It was really cool to see. And then some guy we talked to last week, yeah. that, uh, Steve, was the big winner. 
Yeah, Zeb Wise picked up the $10,000 to win, his eighth win of the season, and this sets up a really, really tight point battle for the All-Star Circuit of Champions as well. Very, very tight point battle. There's only four points between the team owners here, Wise and the Rudine team, and Sunshine and the Clawson Marshall team. The All-Stars, they pay their point fund on owner's points, and so it's down to four points between those two. Zeb Wise is in pretty good shape as far as the driver points go. So, going to be fun, that's for sure. And uh, finally, um, second in the driver's points is a guy named Chris Windham. And Chris is going to join us next here on Wing Nation. So stay with us. Chris Windham joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's get right to it. Our Sage Fruit hotline. Joining us is Chris Wyndham. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. Good to catch up with you. All right. Second full season with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. New team this year with Lane Racing. Um, you know, kind of kind of describe where you're at, how it's been, how it's gone for you guys. I think it's been kind of an up and down year. It, I think you, it could always be better. Um, yeah. You know, I think we're I'm second in driver points, fourth in owner points. So there's a, been a lot of positives. Uh, haven't got an all-star win yet this year, so that's really been bothering me. But uh, we've been been really close a lot of times. So been a big improvement from last year. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I've learned a lot, and it's been a – pretty big transition going with a new team and all new guys really from what I had last year and we've uh, like I said we've had success and we've had some you know bad weeks in a row that has kind of put us behind the eight ball through to chasing the points championship to be there with Zeb and Sunshine so a little behind those guys but I still feel like we've had a lot of nights where we've been you know really close to winning and had a lot of speed. Uh, obviously, Rookie of the Year last year, now getting to see some of these tracks you never saw before last year, getting to see them a second time this year. Do you feel more confident in what you're doing? You're, yeah, you said you're with a new team. You're still learning each other. But is there confidence behind you knowing that you're seeing tracks for a second time finally? Yeah, I think for me, that's definitely been um, something that's helped me out this year is going to all those places last year and then getting to go back this year. I've felt way more comfortable everywhere and you know to where at times last year I was just trying to figure out where what I needed to be doing on on the racetrack at places and now I you know I kind of know this is what I need to do at this place this is what you have to do here so the com- comfort comfortability and the you know the confidence for me going to track the track that I've seen now multiple times is made it a lot easier and just focusing on, you know, trying to go out and win, win races rather than just learning the new place I'm at. 
the wing sprint car world is such a challenge. You had so much success in USAC non-wing. You won the triple crown with silver crown sprint cars, midget success across the board. Uh, with the wing, they're so much different. And then we have big tracks and little tracks and bull rings and midsize and low bank and high bank tracks. Is there, is, there, is there one set of tracks that you're feeling really, really better about? Is there one you're working on? What's your, what's your blend as far as the, 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 the track diversity goes with a wing car? Yeah, I feel like I... I definitely have a better handle on the three eighths, the quarter mile tracks is just because with the all stars, you're predominantly a lot of the Ohio and Midwest tracks. Um, Still getting, still learning places like Knoxville is still super tough. Uh, You know, like you said, it's, you know, it's tough for me. You got to have, everything's got to be on point when you show up to places like that between engine, car, driver, crew chief, everything. So those places are still tough. Um, you know, Port Royal, I, I really love going there and racing, but it's it's a challenge in itself too. And, you know, like you said, it's just with the wing deal, it you show up to somewhere, I mean, really anywhere, but somewhere like Port Royal for the Tusky and you've got, you know, 40 guys there that are within three or four tenths of each other and qualifying. And you just, there's no room for air at any point throughout the night. Chris, you mentioned Knoxville trying to figure it out. Uh, just so you know, there's been guys that have been racing there for years still trying to figure it out. So, so you're doing okay. There's still right. a lot of, uh, with that being said, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of Steve's question. You've raced so many different types of cars. The discipline that it takes from whether it's a midget or a USAC to a wing car. How difficult has that been for you to adapt? Is, is there similarities? Are they extremely different? What's that been like? Yeah, that's that's been tough. I feel like it took me almost all year last year to kind of kick a lot of the bad habits i guess you would say of non-wing racing because it it's just such a different style of driving um you know really everything it's obviously still a sprint car and the same horsepower and you're still going in circles but you know just the feeling of the car and the speed and the in the air and you know just just the aggressiveness of how you have to drive a wing car versus a non-wing car is it's just different and it, it took me you know i thought i would think i'd have it figured out and i'd show up next week and make a mistake and be like oh i guess i don't so like i said though this year i felt super comfortable compared to where i did you know last year so it's just tough you know the the, the competition's tough all the equipment is so close now and um you know you got to be on point when you're going against guys that have been in a wing car for the last 10 years 20 years versus this is just my full-time second year yeah and i looked at that i looked at your your start count where when you look at it you've got 150 races maybe not even not even that you're probably at 130 races and some of these guys are that's two that that that's two seasons and they've been doing it for 20 years so it is fascinating uh, chris i want to go back this summer uh there was a race at spoon river in your hometown of canton illinois um and and you were involved with the the the, the promotion of this to some degree i'm not sure exactly but what was what was that like to 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 have a hometown race where you were such a big part of that race uh and 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 show off the all-stars there at your hometown yeah that was really cool that i actually did promote that race it was solely solely all on me so uh i had a great turnout um that, it was nerve-wracking leading up to it. it was the first time i've ever done that before but 
had a great support from all the local fans and a lot of friends from from home and my whole family came up from Nashville and a lot of my family that still lives in Illinois close to Spoon River all came out so I thought you know everything from the crowd to the race to uh, you know just everything everything went well with that so that was that was awesome that was the first place I ever got in a go-kart when I was seven years old and the first place I actually practiced a non-wing sprint car too so you know, it meant a lot doing it there, and that's that's kind of where I cut my teeth and everything. Is the promoters had a one-and-done thing, or is it something you've thought about doing a little bit more of? No, I think I would do it again. I think it's it's got to be the right circumstances. I don't know if I'd want to step out and start going other places, but, I, I you know, I feel like I, I kind of know that area and know the following I can get around there, so... I would definitely be interested in doing it again. That sounds good. Fantastic stuff. Hey, we need to step away, take a break. Stay with us. More when we come back with Chris Wyndham. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for sage fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We're talking to Chris Windham on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Spent a lot of the first segment talking about all of the racing stuff. We always like to go off the track, okay? And you and uh, your partner, Georgia, who works with us, some MRN races, Georgia Hanterbury, you see her on Flow Racing, you see her on IndyCar coverage. You have a pet dog named Tuna who just celebrated a birthday. A uh, house Tuna, everything everything good in dog dad land. Yeah, it is. He uh, he had a good birthday. He had people come over. We, we I think we celebrated his birthday, but we really just all had a party ourselves. But uh, yeah, he... Uh, he loved it, and he's just over there sleeping on the couch right behind me, actually, right now. So that's what he, he he enjoys that most of the day. And then you say, W-A-L-K, if you want to go on a walk, he'll probably hear that. But uh, that's when he jumps up and he's ready to do something. So, Chris, Tuna, where did the name come from? I see that you, uh, you love to go fishing. Is there any correlation there with your deep sea fishing? It's funny that there actually is no correlation when we, we adopted him from a shelter and that was his name at the shelter. So we just kept it. But it is fitting because I do love fishing. So couldn't have really worked out any better. Okay, so I went out to dinner with Georgia sometime after a race. I think it was Road America or somewhere. We went out and had some margaritas and had some Mexican food. And she was sharing with me that if this racing deal, if you ever decide to go do something else, one of your dream gigs would be a fishing boat operator uh, out in the ocean, out in the Gulf or something like that. You you know, that's something you do frequently. Is that something you'd actually consider doing once this racing thing is over? Yeah. I mean, that that would be ultimately what I'd like to do, you know, down the road a little ways, Uh, either whether it be in Florida or somewhere, somewhere, obviously by the water. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, I've done a lot of fishing charters. I know it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of money, just like racing to, uh, to get a boat operation up and running. But uh, that's something that I'd, I'd really would love to ultimately do. All right, Chris, so I was scanning uh, Georgia's Instagram and I see y'all hit the Indiana State Fair. You want a hot dog. Uh, what What's the one thing that you have to eat when you're at the fairgrounds and, and what's the game that you had to win the hot dog on? 
the food that was tough i think we stood around and walked the whole place to decide what we were going to get but what did we end up going with uh i got a tenderloin from one of the vendors there that's kind of an indiana thing for sure uh for dessert we went with some fried oreos um and i think we had an elephant ear also so we definitely didn't skimp on food that night um the hot dog game i don't remember what game we won that on but tuna's already ripped that to a million pieces so he, he loved it though but i can't remember what game it was that's awesome. God, there's something about Ashley's up there, of course, the, the Junietta County Fair. My daughters and I, we did our fair. Uh, my daughter and I did our fair last week, and we just devoured all kinds of stuff. It was Oreos for dessert for us as well. Uh, love the fair food, that's for sure. This weekend, Chris, is Eldora, the Four Crown National. Of course, World of Outlaws Sprint Cars on Friday night. All-Stars, you guys will be racing on Saturday night. Uh, do you plan on uh, running some USAC cars there as well this weekend? Yeah, I think we're going to do the all or the outlaw race and the all-star race and then I'm going to run for Chad Boat in the in the USAC midget Friday and Saturday too. So, I think they yeah, it's two nights with the midget Friday and Saturday, so that'll be good. Chris, we've talked about uh, change uh, so much with this interview with you, all the things that you've gone through, whether it be cars and teams or whatever it may be. But one thing that has always been solid with you, and they're a huge supporter of our sport of sprint car racing, is your sponsor, NOS Energy Drink. What's it been like working with them, even the changes that you have, the loyalty that they have sticking with you? What's that been like? And, and how much does it mean to you to have NOS so involved with sprint car racing? Yeah, I, th- I think it's everything you said it there with, you know, their loyalty is, is so great. Um, you know, if I ever have any issues or I'm, you know, you know, making transitions like I did from the non-wing to the wing, they've been so supportive and, you know, Lauren, Abano, Lauren Albano and everybody there um, never, never had any second doubts of anything I wanted to do. They're like, you know, we're in, let's do it. So that's that's everything and i I think i could speak for other guys too if it wasn't wasn't for them we probably wouldn't be doing some of the stuff we're doing so that's uh that's a huge part of racing anymore having having a sponsor and somebody that can can help you chase all these dreams you're trying to accomplish so you know and obviously like you said they support way more than just me so they, they do they do a ton for open wheel racing and whether it even be nascar stuff as well so it's uh it's pretty cool yeah i actually ran into lauren at kansas speedway they were on ricky's car ricky stenhouse jr car out there and uh, ran into her she had flown back from california to uh, kansas city and then was making uh, the hop to new york city where her home was so it was really good to catch up with her and to go from there uh final question for you here chris uh kind of want to go back to this weekend eldora um just just how special is eldora to you and and just that racetrack so many great memories so much good stuff what's 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 eldora mean to you it's probably one of my favorite racetracks. Um, you know, we I've won I've won everything there with a you know from a silver crown to a non-wing to midget, and the feeling of winning there and pulling into victory lane is you know it's pretty special. Uh, I haven't I haven't ever won a race at Knoxville yet, so I'm sure it's that's up there too the feeling with that. But pulling into victory lane at Eldora is you know there's nothing really like it. So really really wanting to get a wing sprint car win there and hopefully that can be our first all-star win this weekend but uh yeah it's i'm we didn't have a good showing we had a lot of problems with you know engines and cars at the million so i'm looking looking to go back there and uh, have a solid showing this weekend 
Well, that sounds good. Win that Friday night to get your first World of Outlaw win, and then your first All-Star win on Saturday night. Now, is that, is that, does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan to me. There we go. That sounds good. It really does. Chris, your journey has been fascinating. It's really been fun to watch you move from USAC over to the wing cars. And uh, I know that first win is just around the corner. We appreciate you taking some time out and joining us this week on Wing Nation. We wish you the best. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. There we go. Chris Wyndham joining us. The NOS Energy Drink Lane Racing number four on the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Ashley Stremme and Steve Post here. And good to catch up with Chris Wyndham as he rolls along. And uh, who knows? Boy, wouldn't that be a great way for him to get that first All-Star win? Uh, pick up that win Saturday night at Eldora. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet for Chris. That's for sure. No doubt. I mean, when you're a triple crown winner, you love Eldora Speedway. It's like all the cards are in your favor, right? So you've got, and he's such a good guy. So you've got your fingers crossed for him. No doubt. He is really, really good deal. Uh, Good dude. That's for sure. Let's take a look at some results from this past weekend. Uh, The Gymnase Memorial, the Sealands Grove National Open, $26,000 to win. Ashley Brent Marks, man, he cashed another big check this weekend. He sure did. I I think the total ended up being $28,600 because he was leading at halfway, so he got the extra $2,600 bonus there. Uh, So a big weekend for Brett Marks. Unfortunately, he's definitely not going to be our number one uh, moneymaker this year, obviously, with Logan winning the million, but I'm sure he's a close second at this point. Yeah, he really is knocking down some money. He's over $315,000, and there's some of the big wins that he's won. The thing I like about that big win list, Different racetracks, Sealands Grove, Lincoln, Port Royal, Williams Grove, Atomic Speedway, all different racetracks. Brent's really got it wound up pretty good. And oh, by the way, there's still some big races at some of those racetracks coming up. So Brent, uh, you know, with the Tusky 50, with the National Open, there's a 20 grand to win race at Lincoln. I'm not sure Brent is done going to the bank of Myerstown just yet. Uh, it's been great to see. Really, truly has been. World of Outlaw and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were on the West Coast, their final West Coast run. Aaron and I on our digital program, we always whine about the late nights. Late nights are over, watching the World of Outlaws on Dirt Vision. Friday night, it was the Tommy Tarleton Classic at King Speedway in Hanford. And how about Brad Sweet, Ashley? He just keeps doing what Brad Sweet does. He does, but I'm not going to lie. It's not to the level that I expected this year. Now, don't get me wrong. It's his eighth win of the season, his 87th career World of Outlaw wins. But I still thought Brad Sweet would be in double digits by now. I did too. But boy, he is just knocking him out as far as championship goes and everything else. He is really doing well. Saturday night, Placerville, this is the greatest little bullring on the planet. It's been four seasons. Placerville is on a fairgrounds as well. We've had a lot of fairground talk here today. And a lot of times they've had to cancel because they use that for fighting fires. 
and they've had to use the fairgrounds, but it's been four years since they've been there. But what a battle between the two Dennis Roth-owned cars, Ashley. Holy schmoly. Yeah, they were definitely putting out fires there, right? Um, I'm sure Dennis was cheesing ear to ear to see those 83 cars up front battling. Uh, your winner was eventually Buddy Kofoid, um, but him and James McFadden put on a good show. And it's actually Buddy's third career World of Outlaw victory um, and the first for Roth. So uh, pretty cool to see those, those cars up front battling each other. We know how big winning is to Dennis Roth. And boy, you're right. He had to be smiling ear to ear. Those guys, James is really doing a nice job with the national car and Buddy in that local car really doing well. This coming weekend, Eldora Speedway is where a lot of the attention. We talked about the four crown, which is USAC, Silver Crown, Sprints, and Midgets. But Friday night, the World of Outlaws, it's before the crown. Saturday night, the All-Star Circuit of Champions. And then, Ashley, the, the, the Outlaws are at Eldora on Friday night, but they're moving closer to you on Saturday. Yes, they will be at Sharon. I'll be interested to see if the Blaney's um, field cars, both of them being. So it'll be interesting to see. And then, of course, Baps Motor Speedway for the Kevin Gobrett Classic for 10000 to win. Yes, indeed. And Midweek Racing returns next week, Tuesday night. Lernerville Speedway, $50,000 to win for the high limits. We appreciate Chris Wyndham joining us. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us this time. NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn? Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws? If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.